Welcome to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com, the show that's here to make the topic of taxes fun and interesting while providing great advice for individuals and small business owners on how to mitigate their tax liabilities. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Belsis Smalley. Good afternoon, listeners, and thank you for joining us on Tax Avoidance is Legal. I'm your host, Elsa Smalley. And I am your host, Craig Smalley. It seems like the weeks just uh, go by in a blur. I think we're about at week 14 or maybe 15 of our show, and we're really excited to be live on the air with you. Um, when we started doing this, we decided to challenge ourselves uh, and try to make the topic of taxes fun and interesting, and it's been quite a challenge, but it's been a fun ride so far. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I hope our listeners are as well. So this week we're going to be discussing how tax avoidance is legal. So if you have a corporation or a small business or anything like that, you really need to hear this show. So as Belsis mentioned, we are live on the air and happy to take calls. The call in number is 1-888-GO-FOR-IT or one 888 Four six three six seven four eight. You can also email us at info at taxavoidancesLegal.com. Now, we realize that everybody is probably at work, you're at your lunch hour, and you don't want to talk about confidential information with people listening. So email us. We get a lot of emails, and we love answering them. That is correct. Um, and before we move forward, I just want to stress that the advice given on tax avoidance is legal, is general in nature. Craig W. Smalley, EA, and CWSEAPA, LLP, and their associated entities cannot be held responsible for the advice given on this radio show. You should always consult uh, your tax and or legal advisor. And as Craig mentioned, um, we can be found on the web. Our website is www.taxavoidanceslegal.com. And you can email your questions throughout the week to us uh, to info at taxavoidanceslegal.com. You can also uh, call us live on the air, one eight eight eight. go for it and uh, we will make sure to answer everyone's uh, questions. If we don't get to you live on the air, we will definitely still uh, make sure to follow up with you and get your questions answered. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because we spend the, the, the next hour after the show answering questions. But unfortunately, as most people know, we're in Orlando, so we have to start on a somber note. Um there was a horrible mass murder right in our backyard over the weekend. It's literally a mile away from our office, and we would just we just would love to say that we stand firm with the LBGT uh, community. It's it's so strong here in Orlando, and also just everything else that has happened here. It's just it has been absolutely horrible. Yeah, it really has. Um, it's uh, it's really crazy because we actually, uh, for those of you who don't know, we actually our our downtown Orlando office is probably I would say less than a mile away from where uh, the Pulse nightclub shooting uh, took place. So um, it's uh, it's a place that I've actually uh, driven by many many times. In fact, Craig and I uh, used to live right across the street from it uh, a few years back yeah. when we. When we Absolutely. first, um, you know, when we were first starting out our family, when our our seven, you know, our eighteen year old was just born, um, we lived right across from where the the club is located. So it's an area that we have uh, lived in. Uh, it's very close to where we work, and um, we have a lot of. Uh, LGBT clients. Um, it's something that we, it really, really has hit, hit us really hard, hit very, very close to home. You see this kind of stuff in the news, um, and you just never really imagine that it's going to happen right near you, right next to you, right in your neighborhood. So it's been crazy. And on top of that, before the, uh, 
Pulse nightclub shooting, we had the uh, um, singer from uh, The Voice, uh, Christina Grimmie, who was shot at the Plaza Live on the Friday before, actually last last Friday, one week now from today. Um, and uh, that's also less than a mile away from where we work. And then we had the Sunday shootings. And then a few days later, we had the uh, horrible uh, freak accident at uh, Disney with the, uh, the two-year-old that was... Uh, attacked by an alligator. So it's been a crazy, crazy and very, very difficult week for Central Florida, for sure. It has, but we're a very, very, very strong community. We, I like to refer, I grew up in Orlando, so I like to refer to Orlando as it's a, it's a big little city. So it's, it's kind of funny where we're kind of a big city, but we have kind of a small town charm and this, this community is just really pulled together. And I mean, I remember on Sunday I was going to go donate blood and there were just three and four hour waits and it was, it was insane. And this community has really, really, really come together. It really has. I'm quite proud of how well we've handled the the situation. Um, I was just uh, discussing with Craig this morning. I was very impressed with how quickly, how swiftly um, everyone immediately began donating blood, began donating their services. Um, The city set up uh, immediate resources for everyone. Um, it's just been incredible. If, if you've never been to Orlando, it's a, it's really, like Craig said, it's, it's the best of both worlds. You have, um, it, you have that, uh, little town feel, but you have, uh, all the conveniences of a big city. And of course, everybody knows us as, uh, the happiest place on earth because we've got, uh, Disney here and everything is always so nice and clean and pristine. And we do an amazing job here. Uh, our tur- our tourism industry does an amazing job of making this a, uh, great destination for families. So it's, it's definitely not something you expect to see happen in Orlando. And, but I'm glad that we have, uh, shown how strong we can be as a city and as a community. Absolutely. I mean, you have to see downtown Orlando. There's, there's so many, you know, we, we're really big. So we have the Orlando magic and that's basketball. And we also just not too long ago, we got major league soccer here and the, the city is crazy for soccer and Orlando City was the uh, first Orlando team to come out with Orlando United shirts, and they were lining up just just a couple doors down from our office uh, buying shirts yesterday, and it was a little crazy down here. Then we had Obama that was here, and it was it was something else. But you know, to move on from that, I do want to point out something to anybody that comes to visit Orlando. Floridians know this, but um, people from out of Florida don't. If you ever come to Florida, never, ever, 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 ever swim in a lake, ever. Don't go into a lake. Don't get close to a lake because the odds of there being an alligator in there are very, very, very good. So there are two, there are two million alligators in the state of Florida. So the odds of there being one, two, or a whole family in uh, fresh water is very good. So just stay away from the water. Now, the, the gators don't really come out unless it's mating season. So mm-hmm. stay, just stay away from, from fresh water. If you have to swim, there are plenty of pools. We have the ocean. Just stay away from fresh water. Absolutely. And, and the, the tragedy that happened at Disney, the sad, the saddest thing to me is that, um, 
you know, first of all, these people are here on vacation. Um, they're at Disney. They've got their little kids. Uh, they are obviously here trying to give their kids a, an awesome vacation and beautiful memories. And the last thing you want is for something this tragic to happen. But um, like Craig mentioned, folks that live here know that um, we are very, very, very well known for our alligators. Every Pretty much, you can assume, you should assume, uh, automatically that any body of water, um, you know, any, uh, fresh body of water has, um, alligators in it. Um, that's the safest way to, to go about it. Um, we, we at one time lived in front of the, this tiny little, it, it was a lake technically, but Craig would love to refer to it as a pond, um, cause it was so tiny. And even we had a, an alligator there that I know, Every time Craig would mow the lawn, I'd have to come out and kind of keep an eye out because this alligator, I think. Uh, yeah, because you don't want to turn your back on an alligator. And I had to turn my back to mow the lawn and uh, I would have her stand out there and walk. So, yeah, alligators are not known to attack people, but they do uh, like to go after small prey. And unfortunately, in the eyes of this alligator, a two year old toddler looks a lot like a small you know, small prey, small animal, and obviously, you know, easier for an alligator to take down a small child. And, uh, um, most of the time what they do is they'll, they'll grab onto their prey and they actually, uh, don't have, uh, a whole lot of teeth. They actually don't do a whole lot of chewing alligators. So what they do is they'll drag you in and try to drown their prey. And unfortunately that's what happened to this little boy. Um, yeah. And, and just to show you that they don't want humans, they found the body intact. So it's not like it was hunting it for food. It thought that it was something else had drowned it and it was dead and then realized what it was and didn't touch it. So. Yeah. I don't know that it, that, you know, that it, it knew that it was a human or not, but it definitely, uh, it definitely did what, it, what alligators do. It'll drown, drown it. Sometimes they'll leave it there at the bottom and come back for it later. Maybe it was startled by all the, the people in the water, the, you know, the parents obviously trying to get a hold of the child and rescue the child and all that may have also, uh, scared off the alligator. But, um, you know, Craig and I have had a, a whole discussion. I think I have a whole, long one page discussion going on my Facebook page about, you know, who's at fault here and I won't go into it on the air. I promise, Craig. I've harassed you. Yeah, that's yeah, let's <laughs> not let's not do that. Let's as a matter of fact, Bells, let's let's just get into topic. We've been talking about yeah. Orlando here for a while. So let's bore get everybody topic. that's that's not from Central Florida and, and those from Central Florida don't even want to think about all the, the negative stuff and we do have a lot to cover, so you're right. Let's just move Absolutely. on to our Yeah, let's Let's jump right in, man. So a lot of people don't realize that the tax code is so vast. There's so much that you can do with it. Absolutely. Thank goodness for that. That keeps you employed, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. It does. It does. You know, it's funny. It's, you know, tax avoidance is something that is, it's a little strange, but um, if you bear with me here, the Supreme Court backs me up because Bells has asked me when she first started working with us, with me, she asked me, how is tax avoidance legal? Because I've used tax avoidance as legal as a slogan for many, many years. And very simply, there was a Supreme Court case, Gregory, Gregory versus Heverling. And in the Supreme Court case, the Supreme Court ruled very simply that the right of a taxpayer to decrease the amount of what would otherwise be his taxes or to altogether avoid them by 
means which the law permits cannot be doubted. This is the basis of tax avoidance. Why don't you go into a little bit more about what that actually means? Because, uh, you know, I've heard that quote many times, but I think folks would appreciate um, hearing a little bit more. Maybe maybe tell them a little bit more about that actual case. Uh, that might help. Yeah. So let's talk about the case a little bit. So Evelyn Gregory was the owner of, the, of all the shares of the company called United Mortgage Company. United Mortgage, in turn, owned 1,000 shares of stock of a company called Monitor Security. Corporation on the 18th of September 1928. That's how far this goes back. She created a company called Avriel Corp. And three days after she transferred the 1,000 shares to Monitor from Averett on the 24th of September, she dissolved Everett and distributed 1,000 shares to Monitor to herself. And on the same day, sold the shares for $133,000. She claimed that there was no she claimed that there was a cost of $57,000 and she she should be taxed on the capital net gain of $76,007. On on her 2028, I'm sorry, on her 19 her 1928 Federal income tax return, Gregory treated the, tra- the transaction as a tax-free corporate reorganization under the Revenue Act of 1928, Section 112. Now, that's been overturned, and it's a little bit different now, but the Commissioner of the Internal Revenue Service, Guy Heverling, argued that the economic substance, there was no business reorganization, that Gregory owned all three corporations and was simply following a legal form to make it appear that the reorganization so she could dispose of the monitor shares without paying substantial income tax. Accordingly, she understated her liability by $10,000. I see. Well, uh, that sounds a bit complicated. Hopefully everybody uh, followed along with that. (laughs) I mean, it's it's. It's a lot, but uh, so she she was she lost basically. Yeah, basically she did. She did, but what came out of this was the Internal Revenue Service. Or I'm sorry, the Supreme Court basically said, "Hey, listen, we understand that there are things that you can do to avoid your taxes, so that can't be doubted. So do those things. Do anything that is legal to avoid your taxes. So the tax code, where our Orlando office is about a thousand square feet, and the entire Internal Revenue Code would not fit in this entire building. So the tax code is so vast and there's so many things that are in there to make tax avoidance legal. So, um, you know, that's something that we're going to talk a little bit about today. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I think you, you maybe we'll go to a quick break and then talk about why it's so important and put it into everyday terms for, for folks. I think that would be very, very helpful. And, yes, uh, absolutely. Remember, folks, we are live on the air. You can call in with your questions or you can email us your questions to info at taxavoidanceslegal.com. And our uh, call-in number is one eight eight eight. go for it We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we return, we'll go into some more details on that. At Tax Crisis Center, LLC, we solve tax problems for a living. If you have a tax problem with the IRS, you've probably been inundated with postcards and letters from different tax resolution companies all over the country. 
Tax Crisis Center LLC is the country's premier tax resolution company. Unlike other tax resolution companies that will take your money and do nothing for you, once we are retained, we go to work. We get results for our clients and will handle your IRS problem professionally and expeditiously. Don't let the IRS push you around anymore. Give us a call at 1-855-IRS-2911. Email us at help at taxcrisiscenter.com or visit us on the web at www.taxcrisiscenter.com and let your voice be heard. CWS EAPA is a financial services company specializing in taxation and tax-related issues. Tax planning is a year-round activity. The biggest mistake that people make is thinking about taxes during tax time. When you have a complex tax situation, you need to plan for taxes on a year-round basis. Our specialty is mitigating our clients' tax obligations through careful tax planning. Tax avoidance is legal. Call us today at 1-844-CWS-EAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can visit us on the web at cwseapa.com or email us at info at cwseapa.com. Put us to work for you today. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Here's Craig and Belsis Smalley. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Thanks for joining us uh, after our break. Uh, today we've been talking about how tax avoidance is legal, which obviously is the topic of our show, so it's something that uh, I'm sure Craig has quite a bit to say about it. I want to remind everyone that uh, we are live on the air, and you can call in with your questions. Our call-in number is one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. You can also visit us on the web at www.taxavoidancelegal.com or email us your questions to info at taxavoidancelegal.com. And we realize, as Craig mentioned at the beginning of the show, that a lot of folks are at work right now. You may not want everyone in the office to hear you asking a confidential question, so feel free to email us during the show, and we will get to as many emails as possible and take any callers if we have any. And uh, before we went to break, uh, we were uh, Craig uh, mentioned a little bit about uh, uh Supreme Court case uh, called Gregory versus Heverling, um, and the Supreme Court ruled, and I'm going to quote this, the right of a taxpayer to decrease the amount of which otherwise would be his taxes or altogether avoid them by means which the law permits cannot be doubted, which uh, obviously is uh, the uh, basis of tax avoidance. Um, tax evasion, as you mentioned, is criminal. So um, basically... Craig, is there anything else you want to add to it, or should we start jumping into some of these questions that we've already started receiving? Well, let's see. Yeah, let's jump into some questions. Let's see what we have here. All right. I'm sure we'll have time to elaborate as we go through all these questions. All right. We have a question from Bob in Bangor. Bob, What is that, Bangor, Bangor, Maine, maybe? I'm imagining so. It just says Bangor. Okay. Okay. I've I've learned a lot of new places since we've been doing this show, so it's been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We get we get uh, listeners from everywhere. Um, Bob Bob wonders where is the line between avoidance and evasion? Oh, perfect! Wow, Bob, that's that's an excellent question. That's a very very good question. So avoidance would be doing something within the law. So there's a law. There's a gray area. Doing something within that would be avoidance. Evasion would be just completely doing something that is illegal, like, for instance, not um, not counting all of your cash income or not 
overinflating your expenses, that's evasion and that's criminal. You can go to prison for that. Yeah, we definitely don't want you doing that, Bob. So make sure you're aware of what those differences are. Absolutely, because there's a very thin line there. You have to be very careful. You don't cross it. No, definitely not. Do not cross it. And getting to uh, Bob's point a little bit, how would anyone know the line between avoidance and evasion? What are some of the things that, you know, people should keep in mind to make sure that, that they are not crossing that line? Really, this isn't something you need, you can do on your own or you shouldn't do on your own. This is something you really, really, really need an accountant for. You can't, you know, to, to, to know what the tax code is. I mean, you know, I have a master's in taxation and I got to tell you, I went to school for a long time. I've been in practice for many, many years and I don't know everything about the tax code. So it's not something that um, you know, your armchair um, accountant or somebody that does their taxes on TurboTax should really, really get through. And also, don't Google it. OK, mm-hmm. so if I ever have to Google something, I want to read it five or six or seven times saying the same thing. There's a lot of things. Anybody can put anything on the Internet and not everything is true. So be very, very careful about that. But really, really, you need to you need to consult a tax advisor. You know, that's a good point, Craig. I never thought about that. Uh, I can only imagine how many people get themselves in trouble by Googling something and just well, taking it. Well, I'll tell it. you, I get client questions all the time, and they'll tell me they Googled it and they got the exact opposite answer, which really <laughs> kind of annoys me a little bit. But it, it's it's kind <laughs> of like, you know, Google's out there, and I get that, and it's fine to fact check somebody, but not everything you read on the Internet is right. No, in fact, a lot of it is wrong, unfortunately. And there's also a lot of folks out there, you know, trying to scam people and maybe trying to tell you you can get away with stuff that, you you know, that's actually illegal and they don't care that they're going to get you in trouble because at the end of the day, the one who ultimately ends up paying the price is you sometimes. So definitely do your due diligence and uh, definitely something that you don't want to go at alone. If you have a doubt, if you're in doubt, don't do it and stop and ask a professional, somebody who's licensed, somebody who has experience um, in taxation. Like Craig said, not every accountant uh, specializes in taxation. Um, in fact, I would say one of the things I love the most about uh, our practice is that Craig is an enrolled agent, which is in, in for all intents and purposes kind of like the the surgeon of uh, in the medical field of, when it comes to taxes. So definitely uh, go to somebody who specializes in, in taxes. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Don't, don't get in trouble. Okay, so um, what are some common tax avoidance strategies that you would recommend or you uh, impose, Craig? Well, you know, very simply, you know, it's kind of funny. There really is no blanket answer here, but I will tell you for a lot of, um, for a lot of small businesses, people that are just going into business, people that are, have been in business for one or two years, a very simple tax avoidance strategy would be to form an S corporation. I mean, that's, that's very simple. So, um, in an S corporation, what you do is when forming that, you avoid, uh, the self-employment tax and self-employment tax is 15.3%. So that is a common, common, common way to avoid taxes. That's tax avoidance right there, avoiding the self-employment tax. So just forming an uh, S-corporation is a tax avoidance strategy. 
It can be, yes, absolutely, especially in a company's early years, because what you want to do with an S-corporation, and let's go back, and I know that we've had a show about this, and I've said this hundreds of times, but if this is the first time you've ever listened to this show, an S-corporation is what's known as a pass-through entity. So the S-corporation itself files its own tax return, and then it gives the shareholders something called a K-1, which is the income or the loss from the business. Now, in your early Early years, if you're losing money, hey, that's great. You get to put that on your personal tax return. That goes against your ordinary income, and it lowers your tax basis. And if you're making money, if you're making money, guess what? You don't have to pay the 15.3% self-employment tax that you would have to pay if you were a sole proprietorship or a partnership or something similar to that. So, so yeah, I mean, that is a basic, basic tax avoidance strategy. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that sometimes maybe a, a S-Corp isn't the answer. So what are some other tax avoidance strategies that uh, maybe you might uh, recommend or want to point out to folks? Well, there's something, you know, S-Corporations a lot of times aren't enough. So in our practice, we get a lot of um, the people that have been in business for a couple of years and they're making um, a little bit of money. And, you know, in doing that, the problem with money flowing over to you, just like I said, in an S corporation, it's a flow through entity. So let's say you're making a bunch of money. Let's say you're making, I don't know, $400,000. Let's just use, or $450,000. Let's just say that you're making $450,000. You're in this S corporation. Well, when the money flows over to you, you're in the 39.6% tax bracket. Now, on top of that, you have a 0.9% tax you got to pay now because of the Affordable Care Act. And then there's other taxes that you may have to pay. So you could very well be paying 44% in taxes. And that's insane. So 44 cents of every dollar is going to the uh, to the federal government. So when something like that happens, now it's time to do something else. And there's something that, that I do, I don't know if any other accountants do, but I like to think of it as I open up something called a safety valve. And what that safety valve basically is, is something called a dual corporate strategy. So you have this S corporation that does all of your business operations. But what you do is you split off something. You split off your payroll, your HR functions, your accounts receivable, whatever it is. You split it off and you form another corporation. And you have this corporation taxed as a C corporation. So so let's go back to C corporations a little bit. C corporations pay tax, and that's usually the downside to them. But yeah, I was I was about to say, why not just uh, form a C corporation? Oh well, no, no, no. You don't want to just form a C corporation because um, there are very few times that you want to form a C corporation, but. Um, you wouldn't do that because with the dual corporate strategy, you're controlling the income that goes into the, um, the C corporation. So what you would do is you would split off all of these different functions to the C corporation and you would pay the C corporation for performing those functions for you. So let's go back to the example of somebody making $450,000. Well, very simply, what we would do is to lower the, the personal tax bracket. We would maybe put over 
I don't know, 250000 maybe $300,000 over to the C-Corporation. We would put it in the C-Corporation. We would pay a salary to the shareholders out of that. We would also set up health insurance and employee benefits because in S-Corporations, you can't have any of that. And then we would also do retirement plans where you would max these retirement plans. And the whole goal would be to get you to the 15% tax bracket of the C-Corporation, which is $7,500. That's the most that you should be paying in a C-Corporation. And if you do that, guess how much money you've saved? You've saved hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes just by doing that. And that's another tax avoidance strategy. That's something that's legal. That's perfectly fine to split off a portion of your business and, and do it that way. And that's something that, you know, like I said, is a tax avoidance strategy. All right. So what you were saying is that uh, in a C-Corp, you want to have control over income, right? Yes, absolutely. You want to control your income. Now, there are, there are different times that you would form a C-Corporation. Like, for instance, this morning, I talked to a gentleman that's in the IT industry. And if anybody knows anything about the IT industry, they all want to be bought out. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's very common. They'll come in. People will buy them out. Well, in his particular case, he would want to start off as a C-corporation, and let me explain why. He would want to start off as a C-corporation in Delaware because if somebody's going to come in and buy his shares of stock, they're going to want it to be a Delaware corporation to begin with. Second of all, if he's held that stock for five years, guess what? When he goes to sell the stock, it is tax-free, provided he makes less than $10 million. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't you want to start it off as a C-corporation from the beginning? Yeah. That's what you would want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, you can't do that with an S corporation. You can't sell your stock and it be tax free. And what that is, is that's code section 1202 stock. You would just make it to section 1202 stock and it's tax free. So there's a reason to have a C corporation. But in the full scope of everything in a C corporation, um, if you're out of IT or some type of business like that, you want to be able to control the income. And if you're paying that C corporation a fee for something, you're controlling the income that goes into it. You're controlling the expenses. So that's, um, you know, that's, that's why, you know, that's why you have, you want to have control over your income. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. And, uh, that's great. What about uh, individuals? What is that something maybe we should tackle when we uh, come back from our next break? Well, no. Let me let me answer that real quick. I mean, you know, I know it's time for break, but um, you know, with an individual, you know, you you might want to consider something like an HSA, a health savings account, where you can put in, you know, fifty three hundred dollars or something like that, and that avoids taxes. And then you could prepay your medical expenses. You could prepay your property taxes. You can um, harvest gains and losses, and we'll go into detail with that after we come back from break because I know we've got to go to break, but uh, I should have taken your cue, Bells, and gone to break because okay. I know that there's – there's I know. You're right. You're 100% right. <laughs> there's, there's a lot more to this, so anyway. Wow. All right. Well, it sounds like it's time to take a break. Uh, remind everyone that they can call us at one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight, or email us uh, your questions info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. And on the other uh, side of the break, we'll discuss more about uh, tax avoidance for individuals.
Forming a corporation or LLC can separate personal assets from your business assets. No matter what state your business operates in, forming a corporation or LLC in Nevada, Delaware, or Florida has benefits. For example, forming a corporation in Nevada offers privacy and no corporate income tax. Forming a corporation in Delaware can give you the legal protection of the state of Delaware, which is business friendly. On top of the legal reasons to form a corporation, there are tax benefits as well. Give us a call today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272 or email us at info at cwseapa.com. Come and see what you've been missing. Payroll can be a nightmare for a small business. When you have employees, you have to pay them periodically, pay the taxes associated with them, and file quarterly tax reports with the Internal Revenue Service and the state that your business operates in. Our payroll is seamless. It is done through a cloud-based system. All you do is put in what you are paying your employees and approve your payroll. We handle the rest. Our fees are lower than the national payroll companies, too. Call us today at one 844 CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272 or visit us on the web at CWSEAPAPayrollService.com. At Albertus Business Services Incorporated, we view ourselves as your internal bookkeeping department and are always improving ways to leverage proven cloud technologies to streamline and improve the efficiency of our outsourced services. With an in-house bookkeeper, you would run the cost of about 45000 a year. But with our monthly services, it would be a fraction of that cost. Let us help you with the tedious, time-consuming side of your business so you can focus on growing your business. Call us today at one 695 6658 Our website is albernusservices.com or email dalbernus at albernusservices.com. Your success is our business. Now let's get back to Craig and Belsis Smalley for more of Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Thanks for uh, joining us back after our break. Uh, today we've been discussing how uh, tax avoidance is legal. So, uh, oddly enough, the name of our show. Um, but um, we uh, want to remind everyone that we are uh, taking your uh, questions via email. If you want to send them in, the email address is info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. And it's a perfect way to send in your uh, confidential questions without anyone in the office hearing you. Um, if you are uh, in a private setting and you are uh, happy to come live on the air with us and call us at one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. And before the break we were talking about uh tax avoidance for individuals. But before we continue with that, Craig, uh, we do have a question here that I think is a good one that uh we hear a lot and we've I don't think we've addressed it on our show before, but uh uh this comes from Robert in Philadelphia and Robert asks why didn't uh Wesley's or he asks, didn't Wesley Snipes go to prison for tax avoidance? Um, <laughs> if you want to talk no. about that. 
No, 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 he did not. So what the government tried to get Wesley Snipes for was tax evasion, but tax evasion is so hard to prove. It is so hard to prove tax evasion. What they actually got Wesley Snipes for was for not filing an income tax return. So there are millions and millions upon millions of people out there that do not file income tax returns. And it's kind of funny because, you know, we end up seeing a lot of clients and they're very embarrassed and like, I haven't filed income tax returns for X amount of years, and they seem to think they're the only people that we ever run into the, with, mm-hmm. with those problems, and they're not because it's, it's mm-hmm. widespread. So what they did with Wesley Snipes was it was a very high-profile case. So what they did was they enforced that to the full degree that they could, and they put him in prison for three years, which is what you can get for not filing a tax return. And why do you think they did that, Bells? To make an example out of him, I'm sure. Exactly, because he was famous and it was a high-profile case. So we would get more people out there that haven't filed tax returns to get them to file it. But on your everyday normal person, they're not going to do that. But no, Wesley Snipes went to prison for not filing tax returns. Yeah, I just wanted to, to bring that question up because it is something that we hear a lot. There's a lot of uh, misconception about exactly why he went to prison. A lot of people think it's because, uh, um, you know, for tax avoidance and they don't realize it was actually for uh, failure to file. And um, while obviously they uh, they do have the right to do that, it's very rare. And in, in Wesley Snipes' case, it's one of those we're going to make an example out of him because uh, this gives us great uh, publicity and it's going to scare the the Jesus out of everybody out there. So. <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly why they did it. Yeah, and it worked, I think, in, in, in some cases. There's always going to be folks who, you know, who uh, want to avoid that. And like Craig said, don't do, don't avoid it. We've seen it all. Uh, we are not judging anyone when they come to us with problems. We're here to help you. We're here to help solve the problem. So don't ever feel bad about going to someone if you haven't been filing your taxes. You want to go ahead and get that taken care of. Don't do it because, uh, don't avoid doing it because you're embarrassed. Uh, don't avoid opening your mail. We get a lot of Folks sometimes who bring us a stack of unopened IRS notices because, as we mentioned, I think in one of our previous, uh, either last or the pre- uh, prior to the last show, we talked all about this. You don't want to lose your rights as a taxpayer. No, um, no, 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 not at all. No, that, you do not want to lose your rights. That's the worst thing you could do as a as a taxpayer is avoid things and then uh, find out you could have done something about it, uh, could have prevented things from going further, and you've you've lost your your rights because there's just time frames on some of these things. So definitely uh, seek advice, seek help, and don't be embarrassed uh, to admit that you haven't filed or that you need help filing. So anyway, I just wanted to tackle that Wesley Snipes question before we move on, um, Craig. But um, we were talking, um, we we tackled uh, corporations and businesses, and uh, then we started talking a little bit about uh, individuals. So do you want to touch up a little bit on um, what you were talking about earlier, the question that I asked before? Was yeah, so, because it was it was complicated. So go ahead and re- re-ask the question. Yeah, I, uh, my question was, what about uh, tax avoidance for individuals? And uh, you went into a little bit about it. So if you want to just reiterate what, some of those op- uh, things that you mentioned. Yeah. So one of the one of the good things about tax avoidance for individuals is if somebody just has a W-2, there's only so much you can do, right? Because it's just ordinary income and there it is and there's not much you can do. But there are some things that you can do. So, for instance, um, I know in our case, 
We pay about $17,000 a year in health insurance, but I want to let you know something. Um, we have two kids. Uh, my wife and I have some medical issues, and I want to let you know that we always beat the insurance company at their own game. They, yeah. pay, they pay out more in benefits for us than we pay in premiums every year, and that's just the way it is. But there's something that, you know, when people come at tax time, they'll come and they'll say, I have a lot of medical expenses. Well, that's great. You have a lot of medical expenses, but let me tell you how medical expenses are deducted. They are deducted by they're subject to 10% of adjusted gross income. So if your adjusted gross income is $100,000, you would have to have medical expenses in excess of $10,000 for it to even mean anything. So yep. if you don't have medical expenses like that and you have a health insurance plan that's high deductible plan. Now, a high deductible plan would be um, $2,000 deductible for an individual or $3,000 deductible for a family. You can put in, if you're a family, you can put $6,750 into a health savings account. And that is an above the line tax deduction. That means you don't have to itemize for it. It doesn't fall into the 10% of adjusted gross income limitations. It doesn't do any of that. It's right straight off the top. And the best part of it is you don't have to use it before the end of the year. You can keep accumulating the money in there so you can put the money in there. You can even invest it in mutual funds, stocks, bonds, anything that you want to. You can invest it if you know you're not going to use it. Now, we have an HSA, but I never invest it because we use it right away. But it's something that you can put. That's a tax avoidance strategy for um, for for individuals. Another tax avoidance strategy for individuals is prepaying your medical expenses. And the question would be, why would you want to prepay your medical expenses? Well, let's say that you do reach that 10% uh, limit of adjusted gross income, and you know that you're going to have surgery in January. And you can use a tax deduction in um, 2016 for the surgery in 2017. Find out what that surgery is and pay it. You can prepay it. Why not? You get a deduction for it. That's actually something we don't see a whole lot of people take advantage of, but it's a great, great tip. Absolutely. For, for, it's, it's, it's always good to know what all your options are. Absolutely. Another thing you can do is you can wait until the end of the year and you can double up your uh, property taxes. So I know here in Florida, we get our property tax bill in November and you can wait until January, pay your property taxes. So let's say that you think in 2017, you're going to have a high tax bill. What you can do is you can wait until January, pay your your 2016 property taxes in 2017, and then when the bill comes in November, pay it again. Pay your property taxes for 2017. So you've doubled up your property taxes, and that's a tax avoidance strategy. And that, that can uh, be helpful for somebody who, you know, maybe you know that uh, this in a particular year your income's uh, higher than it's expected to be the next year, and you've got the money on hand. Why not take care of it now rather than struggle to pay these bills later? So. Absolutely. It's a, it's a double uh, benefit, I think, with, with stuff like that. And another another very common tax avoidance strategy that people do not take advantage of is something called harvesting gains and losses. So 
let's say that a few years ago when the stock market was down, you had this large capital loss that you're carrying over. And I have clients to this day that have been carrying over $300,000 worth of capital losses or $100,000 worth of capital losses. So let's say in 2016, you have $100,000 in capital losses. Guess how much of that you can take in 2016, Bells? How much? $3,000. That's it. Oh my. All you can take is $3,000 and you Not can take lot. it. Nope. You can take it in increments of $3,000 up until the point until it's used up for the rest of your life. And it's going to take you forever to get to that. If it's something like $100,000 or even $10,000. So stop and think about this for a minute. If you had losses, you probably have some stocks in your portfolio that have some gains. Why not sell them? Why not take them off the table? Because if you do, they would be tax free. They would go against those capital losses. Why not do that? Why not so, do that? So, so if you have a hundred, you have a hundred thousand dollars in capital losses that you're carrying forward and you have a stock that you've made fifty, sixty thousand dollars from, sell it. Sell it. Take that money tax free. It's completely tax free if you do that. And that's something that a lot of people do not take advantage of. I've actually never had anyone recommend that to me. Uh, that, that's actually great advice, I think. But uh, you've heard me, you've heard me recommend that to clients before. Oh, I've heard you recommend it to others, but no one had ever recommended that to me. Um, so I, I think it's something that folks definitely don't know about. Um, and, uh, it's a shame. Yeah, because tax planning is something that you need to do. If you're in business for yourself, tax planning is something you have to do every single quarter. This is not something where you set it and forget it. That's not what you do. So what your accountant should be doing is, along with your accounting work, they should be doing some sort of tax analysis, some kind of analysis that tells you what your income tax liability is going to be so you can plan for it, so you can sit down with your accountant. Your accountant can give you advice. Just like this, saying you can do this or you can do the other. It's something that's done constantly. And unfortunately, in this business, accountants are so consumed with compliance, just Mm -hmm. simply filling out forms and filling out tax returns and payroll tax returns. They're so consumed with that that they miss the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is tax planning. And I just want to tell you a really really quick story before we go to break here. And I know we're running over time here and I apologize, but um, I was with a partnership for 18 years and they were, they were so consumed with, um, with compliance, just filling out forms and things like that, that they didn't give advice. Well, I wanted to give advice, so I started doing that. And long story short, I, I left that partnership and I started my own practice. And when I did, I completely changed the way I did things. I, of course, compliance is important, but that's not everything that you're paying me to do. You're paying me to be your tax advisor. That's what I do. That's what you're paying me to do. So I remember remember changing our business model. Don't you remember, Belsis, and the arguments we had over it? Absolutely. And it was, yeah, you were like, why, why kill the cash cow? Because I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do nothing but compliance. I wanted to use my knowledge to, um, to make people's tax situations better. And, and that's something that your accountant should be doing. So if your accountant is, accountant is just doing compliance, find somebody else immediately. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, um, 
you know, not to minimize uh, compliance at all because it is absolutely necessary. Of it's course a, it it's a requirement is. and and uh, not everybody does it um, well. So definitely find somebody who is going to do that well for you. But at the end of the day, it should be kind of the end result of everything else that you should have been uh, planning for all year uh, throughout the year. If you have a uh, knowledgeable accountant that's uh, looking out for your best interests and that's uh, that's. I can absolutely kiss you right now because that was my argument to you three years ago when we started this business. That was my argument to you, and I love hearing it back to me. So that's perfect. Every once in a while, you you know, I find that you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not very often, but on that one, I was right. So anyway, we we should probably go to break, pals. Yeah, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we have a lot of questions uh, that uh, you're going to have to answer, Craig. So I hope you're ready. Uh, take I'm a, absolutely ready. Take some deep breaths during our uh, commercial break. And when we return, we will have more of uh, Tax Avoidance is Legal. Craig Smalley is the author of 12 books regarding taxation. Two of his books have been revised this year. It starts with an idea revised edition takes you through the startup of a company. It talks about taxes, entity structuring, the IRS, and so much more. The Complete Guide to Estate, Gifts, and Trust Taxation revised edition is about how to navigate the complex estate tax. Both books have just been released by CWSEAPA Publishing, LLC, and are on sale now at Amazon.com. If you are a business that has outgrown your accountant but are not big enough for one of the big four accounting firms, CWSEAPA Consulting may be perfect for you. We specialize in tax consulting for small to medium-sized businesses. We can advise you on whether it is time to start a holding company or management company to mitigate your tax liability. We can advise you on whether it is a good time to expand your business, hire employees, buy equipment, or lease equipment. There are different tax reasons to do different things. Let our over 22 years of experience work for you. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can email us at info at cwseapa.com or visit us on the web at cwseapa.com. We're doing something amazing and we want you to be a part of it. With so many choices when looking for quality investment advice, you owe it to yourself to seek a professional who has your best interests at heart. At J.B. Meridian Advisors, we don't sell products that generate commissions or have hidden fees. Client assets are never locked up in illiquid investments that could take months or years to access, or worse, charge a penalty to sell in an emergency. Our simple structure aligns the interests of our clients with our interests by charging a flat fee based on the assets we manage. As your portfolio value increases, our firm grows. Call J.B. Meridian Advisors now at 877-398-0051 or visit us online at jbmeridian.com. Now, let's get back to Craig and Dulcis Smalley for more of Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. 
Uh, welcome back. Thanks for joining us after our break. And uh, today we are discussing uh, tax avoidance uh, being legal. And uh, before our break, uh, we discussed uh, tax avoidance strategies for businesses and for individuals. And uh, now Craig's got a lot of questions to answer. So if you're ready, Craig. I'm I am get... absolutely ready. Let's do this. We've got a bunch of questions here, so we're going to get going. Um, we have here, let's see. Da, 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 da. We've got Michelle in Laguna Beach wants to know, uh, what should he be looking to pay an accountant for his small business? Oh, that's a, that's a loaded question there. That's a very loaded question. Yeah, that shouldn't be, uh, your first question to your accountant. Um, <laughs> you should, you, you should probably find out what they're going to save you first and then, uh, turn around and see, you know, if the fee makes sense. So I always tell clients and Bels is going to attest to this. If I'm sitting with a client and I know that my fee is going to be more than what I'm saving them in taxes, I usually will refer them off to somebody else. That's usually how I do things. So, um, that's that you want to kind of see what they're going to save you in taxes. And any accountant should tell you what they can save you in taxes just by looking at something. So, um, it's something that, um, shouldn't be really your first question but how much should you pay i have no idea it depends yeah definitely i mean don't be afraid to check around but also keep in mind that when you are going to a tax preparer not all of them are created equal um make sure uh you're comparing apples to apples and rather than exactly. apples to oranges um, because there are a lot of tax uh, preparers out there that are not licensed uh, you're obviously going to pay less uh for somebody that is not licensed and doesn't have the amount of knowledge um and then uh, that you would probably like rather than going to somebody who's uh, an enrolled agent or a CPA and who has a license. Uh, they are obviously a lot more informed. They have requirements they have to meet and, and things like that. But I won't won't bore you with all the details, but definitely um, do your do your research. Um, Samuel in Knoxville states that he has an accountant um, and his business flourished last year. He sees his accountant monthly, but he owed over 50 or oh, I'm sorry, 45,000 in taxes. Um, are you taking clients? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, we are. We are. You know, we, it depends on, you know, if you fit into our, but yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to talk to you. Just give the office a call, 1-844-CWSEAPA. I'll be happy to, to talk with you. We, and we take clients in every state. So I have a federal license. I can work in every state. So. Yes, absolutely. We have offices in uh, Delaware and Nevada as well as Florida, um, but we have clients all over the world, actually, because uh, luckily um, with uh, Craig's license as an enrolled agent, he can practice in all 50 states, and we have clients that are even overseas and have businesses here and all, all kinds of situations, so definitely call us, uh, 1-844-CWSEAPA, and we'll be happy to help you. Um, let's see here. Victor in Jacksonville wants to know, in a small business, why should a business owner be so concerned about taxes? You know, that's a very interesting question. That is a very interesting question. If you stop and think about this for a minute, in a small business, the whole point of a corporation or a business is to make money. So with the more money that you have that you're not paying to the government, you can either A, pay yourself or B, reinvest it back into your business. So the more money that you're saving in taxes, the more money, the more cash you have on hand, the more cash that you have on hand. Like I said, you can either pay yourself or you can turn around and invest it back in the business. The business can flourish and you can pay yourself more later. That's exactly why you don't want to pay any more than you absolutely have to pay in taxes. 
Yeah, that's actually a really good question. You know, it seems uh, on the surface, it seems simple, but a lot of folks don't think about that. Um, saving money is uh, very good. It's as, it's uh, almost as good as making money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's money that isn't coming out of your pocket that you can use to grow your business. So perfect. Uh, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. We have James in Orlando. Oh, actually, somebody already asked this question, but I'll ask it anyway. James in Orlando wants to know if we're taking new clients, and the answer to that is yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are, we are. Yeah, just yeah, just give us a call eight four four C W S E A P A. Um, we have a question from Leroy in Huntsville who wants to know. Um, he asks is if state tax planning is any different than federal tax planning. Oh, it can be depending on the state that you're in. Yeah. And, um, in Huntsville, especially Alabama, Alabama has a really weird tax code and California has a weird tax code and New York state has a weird tax code. So if you're in a state that has uh, taxes and all of that, then yeah, it, it can be a little bit different. So be careful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, our time is getting rather short. Um, so I'm going to ask the, uh, uh, final question. Gregory in Orlando wants to know if you are excited for NFL training camp. Oh, absolutely. Go Yucks. The Yucks are, I got to tell you, they started their mini camp and I'm really excited about it. And then, of course, spring training or the, the summer is, is coming on and then we're going to have preseason football. And you know how we get around the house when that happens. And mm-hmm. then college football kicks in and then we have pro and we're just a few months away from it. So, yes, we are very, very excited about it. Oh, goodness. It sounds like I better get ready to deal with some uh, uh, games, huh? And yeah, absolutely. For those who are not uh, in Florida, just to be clear, uh, Craig called them the Yucks. We're actually talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So yes, uh, yes. I, I've been a I've been a lifelong suffering Yuck fan. So I call them the Yucks. I have a license. I can call them the Yucks, and that's what I call them. <laughs> All right. So that's the, that's that. I think that we're going to have to tackle the rest of these questions via email. Um, but uh, this is going to conclude today's show. If we didn't get your uh, emailed questions on the air, we will email you back. Remember to visit us at www.taxavoidanceslegal.com and email your questions throughout the week to info at taxavoidanceslegal. Um, and um, basically, uh, I think that will wrap up t- today's show. The show is sponsored by Tax Crisis Center, LLC, the nation's premier uh, tax resolution company. And we can be reached at uh, 855-IRS-2911. And CWSEAPA is a nationally recognized brand of accounting, tax, and financial services. And we can be reached at 844-CWSEAPA or 844 Thank you so much for tuning in, and we look forward to hearing uh, to hearing all of your questions on next week's show. Absolutely. Take care, guys.